Welcome to the Synapse Philosophy Group. And we are at a blissful moment reading our masterpiece, the last book written by B.J. Palmer. We're in the first chapter, and I'm so excited. Last week, Alan and I just broke it down. We had an amazing meeting. Go back and listen to it or watch it. And uh, we're on page four right now, okay? I'm going to start off reading, and I'm going to read a little bit, and then I'm going to hand off to Alan. If, Alan, that's okay with you? I love reading. I'm happy to help. Marvelous. Okay, page four. Bipeds and quadrupeds are subject to the same universal law as it per, uh, for, performs in living man. Constants of law, of law plan from above down, inside out, in all bipeds and quadrupeds. Education, with its failures of tested variables, has never changed the law of life down through the ages and centuries in production or reproduction in living units today. Natural law is ap excuse me, applicable to all living creatures alike, uh, alike, is not geographic, secular, political, or professional, except as man knows it and works with it. And I just like to go back and say that BJ has so many words in here, universal law in all caps, law, living, knows, all in all caps. And I feel, and then, you know, he has words in italics. A lot of this is almost like code. You're living the law known by man, the universal law. I think there's power in those. What do you think, Alan? Yeah, he's emphasizing. He he's very clear about emphasizing specific things, and as as he goes through this, and it's it when we just read it, that doesn't necessarily comes through, even if we're you know if we emphasize those words. It's you know, the natural law is applicable to all living creatures, is what yeah. it says. Yeah, it's not geographic, secular, political, or professional, except as man knows it and works with it. And with is in italics. It's not, yeah. it's it's just, a, you know, he's doing a code here. It's interesting. He's saying oh, that the natural law, which he talks about is, is universal law, is, is the law laid down by universal intelligence. Yeah. And it's in, but it's in all, it's applicable to all living things. And it, and it's not, it has nothing to do with anything as far as where you live or, or what you believe or what your politics are or what your profession is, how you work, it has everything to do with how much you understand that it's a natural law and are willing to work with that law. Yeah, willing to work with it. We're not changing the law or making something that is not, you know, it's outside of natural law. This is natural law. Kind and we're not working in opposition life. to it. We're in opposition. We're working with it, not in opposition to it. We're not working against it. You have to work with it for it to be a positive force for you. A positive force, yeah. Okay, next paragraph. Any attempt of any outside second man to reverse, subjugate from the outside in, below upward, to amend internal law, all caps, to meet his theories, to fit any pattern of his external variables, has always failed. Thus does law protect itself against 
reversible encroachments, you know, internal law, his, this is, you know, from what I'm getting from that paragraph, if you try and make this internal system fit your belief system, you're going against the, the universal law and it will always fail, right? Law has basic constants and it is not subject to varying fluctuations of variables of men with conflicting theories, beautiful. Okay, right? Right yeah. is right. What do you feel? The law, the law is is what's so, and if that's and that previous paragraph is effectively what I was saying. If you can't go against it, you can't you you can't reverse it. That you can't you can't the the internal law is is a part of that external law, that universal law, and uh, you can't change that internal law to meet your plans. You have to go with it. Yeah. You can't change things to fit your own ideology. If you go against the internal law, then your your plans are going to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's saying. Science research will succeed if it seeks constants of universal law, law in capital, as it works through the living unital. What is that word? U-N-I-T-A-L. Human race. It's one race, the human race, unital. Everybody's part of it. There's no difference between you and me and the guy living in Africa or the guy living in the Ukraine or the guy living in Southeast Asia or the woman that's living across the street. It's it, the human race is unital. It's one. Okay. And that's on all caps. He put that. Unital. Is, it, he's got some good stuff here. That's good stuff. I need to put that as a post tomorrow. Um, these preambles have been the basic and fundamental, have been basic and fundamental in, in all our research, scientific research, in quotes from BJ, in the history of chiropractic down through these 60 years. That's all chiropractic was then. To seek constants to establish the living human law, all caps, thereby automatically eliminating all variables of our technical, of technicians, our faculty, our student body uh, produces a better, deeper, logical, and current understanding of chiropractic per se. There are millions of variable, variables in every profession, especially medicine, countless constants even in our profession, but perhaps all one law in living man. <coughs> italics know understand and practice with that law of living man and you will have arrived and that's a big sense all italics yeah you know dr sid williams used to when he was around he would quote i believe it was billy graham who said it that when he took the bible in full faith that his his congregation exploded it grew and he took it in full faith instead of trying to judge it from our own logic and put it in logical terms of man and he used to say and with chiropractic when you take it in full faith that's where the magic happens and i believe that is what bj is trying to get out right here would you agree 
I think so, yeah. There's and only we, one law in living man. Yeah, and we trust it. Everything chiro chiropractic has been, that's the first time I saw the tick like that, I think. Because <laughs> I knew my name is chiropractor with a T-O-R at the end and tick. And that's, I love doing that in chiropractic. And Fred Barge used to do that, tick and tour. Tick and tour, absolutely. One of my pages is the tick and the tour. And uh, chiropractic has been from the beginning is today, basically sane, sound, and sensible because it weighs every problem with its alpha and omega from above down, inside out, all caps, in constant to every problem with the assistance of contrast. What is it? In contrast oh. to every problem. Oh, excuse me. From above down, inside out, in contrast to every problem with the assistance of competent, question mark, electronic technicians and other, question mark, qualified, question mark, personnel. Of all medically minded and trained personnel who approach all problems exclusively from outside cause, outside cure, from, in, from outside in, below, upward, that's why medical men call us now scientific. Because of this fundamental, basic, and distinctive difference is why, caps, we italics, have solved one simple and single dis-ease from an internal cause and cure, and why they still grope in the dark, failing for 5,000 years to find any cause for or cure outside in. Do you see any reason why we should not submit our approach to their approach? Why we should reverse our approach, successful as it is, in their attempt to now prove our approach with their methods, their, theirs failing as they have done through the ages? He's really saying, you know, get off of me. We don't need to be accepted by chiropractic, by medical men, or even that philosophy or ideology, right? We're separate and distinct. And all that medical research is flawed, which I've said for years. On the, if research is done on the subluxated, it's flawed. Yeah. It's, this is, you know, that, that, that our, we've done it. He's going to go on as we go forward here. He goes through all the all the stuff that validates the science and why everything's specific. And he's building to that. He's saying, you know, we've got the science to back up what we've done. We've been doing the research for for a long time now. In his case, and it contradicts everything. Why should we give up? Why should we? And this is something that is so appropriate to discuss today at chiropractic. Why should we feel like we have to do the things that they do that are proven by their methods to which are from inside uh, above, from inside out and below up? You know, they're trying to fix the mechanism and we're trying to, and we have found that there's something more important than that. That you can't, that we, he's, he's, we bred before. It's not, the body's not a, a machine that you can exchange the parts and, and or or just oil it and it works better. You have to find where the problem is that's causing the failure and correct the cause. And the cause is 
interference with the transmission of information between brain and body and body and brain. And that's what we do. And he's he's done the research and we're going to talk about it uh, that that says this is how it works. We validated that. <laughs> you know, all the work that BJ did, you know, I can imagine the word validate, maybe to validate those things. And he had, was so fervent in that in his early years. Is any, you know, you know, young human being would want to do, I guess. And, you know, to a point where it's like, it's just so obvious now. We don't need to prove it anymore. It's absolutely, it's done. We have to accept it, really. As a well, and, and the science continues to validate what we do. And I don't have a problem with science, be, research being done and, and things being done. I was reading an article today that, that, that from Matt McCoy that talks about the fact that they did, they were trying to, they were looking at the SM using uh, SEMG to and uh, looking at the, the Deerfield leg check to see how, if there's a muscle change at L1 when you turn the head left and right. And it, and it said they couldn't tell, there was, I'm trying to remember what it was. It effectively, it said, yeah, we see a difference in the muscles when you do that and, yeah. a, and a leg check. And, it's like, and it, there wasn't 100% correlation with everything that they were looking for, but they, they said, we clearly found that there was a, a change in the musculature that was different when the legs changed. And, yeah. and you know, and that's great, to, you know, because people say, how can you see that? You know, people would always say to me, how do you see that? And because for me, it was, it was an obvious thing. You know, they'd, I'd have people come to intern in my office or not to intern, but to come and visit. And they, they, and they, they, they look, cause I'd have patients come and look, if they had a guest with them, I'd say, here, look, watch these legs move. And they, it moved, my legs moved. And when I checked people, they moved a quarter inch all the time. It was easy to see. It was rare. That it was just a little tiny, you know, tiny little bit. And it would, it was clear that I, that the legs were changing when I would check people and, and, People say, how do you do that? I said, I'm open to see it. And yeah. it, and they move. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's but it's good to see, you know, that's one thing, but it's something else to say, we put an SEMG on there and we could validate it. It was they did the muscles change. You know, I like I, that. I love it. I use EMG all day. I that's one of the things that I use. We have Titrons too, but I think I get a lot out of the uh, surface EMG. And what uh, just talking about the leg checks, I show people if they come with people, yes, I just say, look, can you see that one get longer? Can you see how short that is? You look for yourself and then the adjustment and say, look how perfect they are. Everything's even. But do you, you, I'm sure you've done this for people too. I, I can say to people, okay, here, you see this leg change? Watch. And I touch, you know, you challenge, right? You do a tunnel challenge and legs get even. I say, okay, watch. And you touch it and it goes back. I say, okay, well, when I adjust them, it'll stay even. <laughs> and they go. <laughs> I even do, because I do a SI motion on people because they can feel it. They can't feel a short leg. So right. I say, just, it correlates back to that research study. Feel this move. This side doesn't move. And yeah. then what I've started doing now too, look over this shoulder and now feel this move. It's not just your back, your low back. It's your, the vertebra all above that are also play a big part in that. And they say, whoa, okay. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, it goes back to that study. I'd like to read it. And I get a lot of Matt's stuff. I'll go look at it. But, uh, you know, this body is so dynamic. It's unfigureoutable. Okay. We know how to read some of the code and we know how to decipher some of the actions, but it is so absolutely amazing. I'm in amazement by the body. One of my things that I'm the most amazed by is the synapse, the synaptic class. It's just space. That's the space between God and Adam in, you know, uh, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel. You know, that little space, I think, is probably one of the most amazing spaces in the universe. What are you looking for, Alan? I I have a quote about that someplace and I can't I'm not going to I'm not going to find it right now. I'm going to read the next sentence, okay? Yeah, let's go. All right. Where did I leave off? Uh, uh, a new birth. A new Page birth. Five. A new birth. A new human being. A new assemblage of old material, which began, begins today, little realizing that all that is living today was uh, predicated and was produced by law, principles, and practices established established day before yesterday, centuries before the present generation was born, to know those laws, principles, and practices of yesterday should be the uh, ambition of the so-called modern scientific researcher of today. He, too, studiously dissects the world on, on living man world on living man of now holds up to gaze upon the dissected section looks at it through today's distorted microscopic mind and uh hypothecates hypothecates makes a hypothesis that produce it that produced it as of today the law that built living man and woman is hundreds of thousands of years old the law, the same law then, the same law today, it has been our endeavor to ascertain that law and predicate our study of today's living man based on the workable knowledge of that ancient law to correct obstacles which interfere with its freedom of action. I mean, the end, let's go to bed. That's it. <laughs> If we all just said, okay. This is what we do. That's it. He put it eloquently. And this is his last writing. How old is BJ at this time? Do you know? What year is Uh, I don't remember. He died uh, within not long after he wrote this. This was published in 66, but this was written a couple years before that. It says 61 on my book. But, you know, when it finally got out in the publication, that's something else. And, uh, you know, he's giving us the, the matrix of really just need to believe in it and to give us this, uh, I always say building. Well, he died in 61. He died in 61. So this is right before he died. Yeah, he wrote it before he died, but it, I think David had it published shortly, a, a couple years after. Yeah. Okay. You know, we keep going back to. He's about I, 80 years old. I, I, yeah, 80. So he is really more passionate now. I could I could feel his fervor in this because not long ago we wrote we read uh, thirty three, which is just a couple of years before this, 
And uh, the passion coming through this writing right now, I think he might have been feeling his own end and just saying, this is absolutely imperative. I get this through your thick skull, basically. That's what I'm getting out of BJ right now. Why don't you, do you mind reading some? No, I'm good. All right, so we're at the bottom of page five, last paragraph. Let me make sure I got my page turned ready here. After studying this article and piecing its data and information together, you'll be aware that each main objective chiropractic object has been individually, scientifically researched, not by foreigners to our field or, or experience, but by those directly concerned and vitally involved to see that such was scientifically researched through the use of our own scientific instrumentation. We don't know, nor have we any concept how far the CRF desired to or intended to duplicate much of which we have already covered. A comprehensive survey of our 36 volumes of research material will convince you that we have covered many of, if not most of, the fields you might have contemplated researching, or it is possible in the earnest and sincere desire to present a scientific program or scientific minds, you may have overlooked that much accomplished is now in print. At present and during last winter while here, we wrote our volume 37, which we hope to have in print this winter or next spring. It covers more additional subjects or has broadened the scope of some we have already covered in earlier books. Harvey England discovered a circulation of a fluid he called blood, which circulated throughout the body, lungs to heart, heart to arteries and arterioles, to and through the organic system, back through veins and venules to heart, then to lungs, etc. Harvey died of starvation trying to convince his colleagues here was a tangible, obvious object to be seen, watched, etc. Why should there have been any doubt? To chiropractic belongs credit for discovering and developing two additional circulations, the brain nerve body, body nerve brain material system through which flowed an intangible, unseen, abstract, difficult to prove that there was a something very powerful, dynamic, without which we would be dead, dead matter. We who proved existence of this continuity, circular circulation, call it the mental impulse nerve force flow. This abstract circulation regulates, controls, and directs the flow of arterial and venous blood. Keep going. Yeah. To chiropractic belongs the credit for the third circulation for the want of a better title, serous circulation. This is the nutrient circulation, serum being broken down, chemical food circulated effortly through intercanalicular system, returning through intracanalicular system, eventually to urea, urine, and out. Serous circulation has been written, described, illustrated, thoroughly and fully in our volume, and there's a question mark here, he doesn't remember which one, to, to repeat any part or parts here would be duplication. The nearest scientists we know yeah. who come to establishing a serious circulation 
was Murat in his Psychology of the Nervous System and Saju. Of primary importance is the brain nervous system, which conveys and transmits all power, which drives all muscular motors throughout the body, which develops the circulatory directions for blood and serous circulations. That's a key line. You know, that's, primary that's... importance is the brain nerve system. You know, yeah. we found these others, but the brain nerve system is the one that makes all the others work. Yeah, that's it. Might as well start at the top. Why go to the middle? And why, okay, why look at the parts instead of what's making them run? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this next part goes into Sarasota, and we've been meeting a DE at Sarasota for a long time. And uh, so it's dear to my heart there. BJ Palmer's house is sold. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sid, I think Kim still owns the house next door, but we had a lot of fun in the years that we had that going to BJ Palmer's home in Sarasota, Florida. And they had a lot of really great things um, from the, uh, the, um, the, uh, is it the Barnum? Barnum PT, yeah. PT Barnum. Uh, uh, Barnum, lived, Barnum lived down the street. Dan lived in that town. He was friends. I went to see when I was there. I went to visit that house too, and sat on the bench out back and said, "BJ and Barnum sat right here." They sat. No, John Ringling. John Ringling lived there. Ringling, that's it. The Ringling family, that's it. John Ringling um, lived there, and and they were BJ and 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 Ringling were friends, and and I went to that house. I went to I was at the BJ house. We were ICA had a meeting down in Sarasota one year, and the uh, and uh, we. My wife and I went there. I adjusted her on, on the first Thompson table that was in that house. They still let you do that when I was there. <laughs> mm -hmm. I put BJ's hat on it fit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, there the, was a time where you can rent the room out there. We didn't rent it yet. We haven't done it. But now they sold it for something like $2 million something dollars. And yeah, they, they weren't making enough money to keep it up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's a 1940s, 50s Florida flat house. I guarantee they'll probably rip that down. $2 million for that. They'll put a mansion there. Yeah, right on the water. It's right on the water. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous place. Um, yeah. I had Dr. Sid. Yeah, it's, I had him sign my- Sid, yeah, Sid bought that. The foundation bought it and, and was protecting it. And uh, I, I mean, I contributed, but I, I, I know there's chiropractors had is chiropractors have a lot of money that could have contributed to keep that place and that's just the way it goes well that's it you know it's it is what it is now we can't look back nope um should we read this next section then we're done for tonight uh you just tell me when to stop because it goes well, on for a while because this goes yeah. on and i'm looking like this page and then maybe a little bit of that so let's see what happens with this page okay in the news, Sarasota, Florida, December 14, 1960, was an article titled, Is Science Solving Secret of Life Itself? This article elaborates on chromosomes and genes, cellular division, which makes these comments, quote, but there is, but there is design and that is the wonder and mystery of it. What is it that causes each cell to do the right thing precisely the right moment? Unquote. The author, Dilo Smith, explains, quote, the wonder and mystery, unquote, by and through physical processes of matter and material elements of life itself. 
that which is abstract to him is unknown because he cannot and does not weave into it the abstract patterns of activity, function, action, quote, the right thing at precisely the right moment, unquote, in directing the intellectual mental impulse abstract supply to give matter action, which is life, then expressed, which is the great unknown. This article endeavors to explain abstract life through physical processes. No man has, nor can any man ever explain away that guiding factor, the innate intelligence which presides in all living activities, which differentiates it from dead, act, inactive substances. The author says, when the cell divides, life begins. This is a false reasoning and should be reversed saying, life, the innate intelligence enters, guides, directs activity after which the cell divides. Life per se precedes action of matter, does not follow it. Life, is ex life has existed either acting in material form or existing without form for millions of years. Let me pause there. Yeah. Let me, I'm gonna, I'm just marking that. One of my mentors, um, Clarence Jensen, he was at Clearview with BJ. And uh, we used to talk about that. And we talked about when does innate begin? And in earlier books, BJ talked about not a conception, but actually a delivery when innate kicks in to that being. Right here, he's talking about prior to cell division, from the moment the cell receives sperm and egg, life begins, not the moment it divides. The there is innate in both of these in both the cells right. the, the sperm and the egg life is already exists when they come together and unite how do they know to unite and 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 marry if you will and allow a, a, the variation of the two pieces of innate to become one piece of innate the spirit is the spirit doesn't live or die the spirit is there life is pre-existent and continuous you know and that's you know, we have different concepts of, you know of of what happens before and after life you know, but you know all i think all religions believe in some way that there is that it's a continuous it's continuous we don't just disappear that there's a continuation somehow All right, let's do another, that's next page. You want a little bit? Okay. Yeah, a little bit more, and then we're going to be done for the night, okay? Works for me. These next two uh, paragraphs, I think, have a lot of it going on. That author makes makes much of cell division in one of our earlier volume, volumes, possibly one, volume one or two. We explain a version uh, with its principle of development action, where the male spermatozoan deposits one half to the future child the ovum deposits the other half. Innate alone then determines ratio of sexes and formulates matter to fit that need. Instead of cellular division, it now becomes cellular expansion, developing epiblast, me, uh, meoblast, and dermoblast, depositing each character to eventually take form, shape, size, organic deposition, etc. In a fracture, as an example, 
where one bone becomes two broken segments, the nearest osseous tissue cell center above at the break sends down some of its reserve tissue cells from that center, deposits them on the inferior edge of the break. A lower osseous tissue cell center sends upward some of the reverse osseous, the reserve osseous cells from that center, deposits them on the superior edge of that break. As many cells are sent forth from both centers as innate finds necessary to mend and unite a solid form of that break. Thus, all osseous breaks or other injuries of soft tissue are mended by new cells coming forth from their characteristic types of tissue cell centers. This process is expansion and liberation of cells from their respective centers, from their respective centers, sorry. Such is always under the guiding intellect of the abstract living innate intelligence residing temporarily in that living body. There it is, living temporarily in that living body. No. The innate is continuous. Why doesn't he, everything's so capitalized. He doesn't capitalize innate intelligence. The first letter- Well, he capitalized innate intelligence. He, the words oh. are capitalized, but they're not in all caps. But not in all caps, yeah, which I think is interesting. But he capitalized it because for me, he's capitalizing it as he would God. Yeah, he, he, innate intelligence and, and universal intelligence are, are always capitalized in all chiropractic writings uh, that I've seen. Right. You know, as, uh, as if they were proper names of, of a person or a being of some sort. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, it, you know for me, it just I, I, I pictured myself, I could see that fractured bone. And I saw the cells coming from the marrow and I saw them creating the matrix and all those things. It's just the wonderment of the, the amazing, the, the, the process is expansion and liberation of cells being, you know, the liberty of the body healing itself. It's beautiful, beautiful. Well, it's also, yeah. Really love and with this book. If people, if people would think about the way just a fracture works. You know that it's remarkable that the body can make that make the bone one again. You know it's that and it's not before they knew to try and make the bones match up or that they cut you open to put them back together. Or they would use X-ray to. Uh, excuse me, I got to juggle and get my computer plugged back in because it says its battery is getting low. There we go. Um, I don't want to disappear on you. <laughs> uh, but it's but bones heal. They don't they don't put your shoulder in a cast when you break your clavicle because it it heals. They leave, even leave it offset. And and the and the healing comes where it 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 forms a gap. It it just forms around it, and it that's how. They, and often they see a, a a hairline fracture. They take an X ray and take an X ray another one two weeks later and say, yeah, it was broken because it, your body forms what, it, what they call a callus around that little tiny fracture, it protects it and heals it. And then the callus eventually gets resorbed because it isn't needed any longer once the bone heals. Now, and it, the body is amazing in its ability to do that. And we haven't figured out how to make that happen. That's that innate intelligence that work. No, huh? yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to do that with our intellect 
You know, we can see the processes, but we can't reproduce it. Yeah. We can't reproduce it in a fighter jet, right? <laughs> or an automobile. <laughs> well, no, they take that, they take that, they take that fender off and put a new one on. <laughs> I want all my own fenders. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, we, we, uh, we just had a, a new person the other day. He goes, I'd love to just rip out my spine and get a new one and get a transplant. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> you want your parts. You want your own. We wanna, we, what we want to do is allow it to become young, healthy again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you the new spine, but you just, it may take a little time. <laughs> yeah. It might not look like you were at 18. You're 77 now, you know. There's but, that. But, you know, you know, allow your, give your body a chance to heal. You've never done anything really for your health your whole life, some of these people. Never oh gosh, yeah. salad, never exercise. They've gone to work, fed their family, got dressed every single day for their whole life. And th that's, you know, that's the regular world, right? And, you know, we want to help them. And I want it to happen right now for you, but it's not up to us, right? As chiropractors. And a lot of us take it down that responsibility. And when it doesn't happen in our time, we feel like we've failed. And I hear that from chiropractors often that don't join in on this in our discussions very often. But, you know, we want to take, because we want people to be well. We don't want people to be ill, but it's not up to us. And it might be your liver, it has to heal before your spine. It might be your pancreas. You can't tell, you can't tell what, when you, when we put in a force and allow that body to change, we can't, we don't direct where the change is going to happen. And uh, it's, it isn't always what people expect right away. Sometimes symptoms get worse yeah. before they get better. Yeah. And sometimes they need to. Yeah. Uh, I, my a personal example of that is the day I was taken, I think, I don't know whether it was part one or part two of national boards. And I felt crummy all day. And I, I, afterwards I went over to, I don't know if you know Graham Dobson, but he was, uh, he's in, in Australia now. He's, but he was a he was a professor. He was teaching at Sherman at the time. And I went over, he was my chiropractor and I went over to get adjusted. And by the time I drove cross town in Spartanburg, South Carolina, all of 15 minutes, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I, I was running a fever. And my sister called me the next morning and said, how are you doing? I went, I'm not feeling that well. She says, well, you're talking to me now. I said, what are you talking about? She says, I called you last night. You were delirious. I was about to come down and drive. She's in Baltimore. I was going to, I was about to drive. I was calling to see if I'd drive down and see if you were okay. Because, <laughs> and I, I, he adjusted me and my body needed to express a fever that to get rid of a problem. That's what fevers do. They, the, the microorganisms live in a very tiny range of, adaptation around your normal body temperature when your body runs a fever up and down and up and down it it takes care of that it knocks out those microorganisms that's the way it works yeah but we don't control that nope nope we're not in control i was hoping it was gonna i was gonna feel better after the adjustment <laughs> oh, i mean you've been in you were in practice for a long time you've had people come back and say I felt like I had the flu or a cold afterwards. I was in bed for three days. I'm like, well, you really needed that, you know, absolutely. Yeah. 
And I, I tell people too, I mean, you might feel like, you know, your body is going through a lot of work. That doesn't mean double espressos, you know, you got to honor it. Your body is really asking for being at peace, right? And they, they call up and say, I can't come in because I, I don't feel well. And I had my front desk people saying, well, that's when you need to come in. And you, yeah. you need to get adjusted to let your body work on healing that process. And um, they say, well, but you might catch it. And I used to use a line from Dr. Barge and say, well, I got immunity with my chiropractic diploma. <laughs> That's great. I miss him. Yeah. Well, Alan, we broke it down, man. We're down page eight now. We did four pages, we're eight and a half, we're midway through, where proof of this is found in many fracture specimens in the osteolab, okay? That's where we are, the middle of page eight. And I think there's a lot of good stuff going on, and uh, we'll pick it up from there. What do you think? That sounds good. Just a, a heads up to you that there's a, the last two lines on the next page are inverted. When you read them, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's a misprint. Really? I yeah. All right. So All when right. you look at that, you'll figure it out. It took me a while to go, what is he? This is wrong. And then I think finally figured out it was a misprint. It's the two lines are inverted. You're right. I can see it. Excuse me. Excuse me. Alan, That's good. You I, go get a little, go get that shower you were talking about and get some no, rest. my man. All right. You have an awesome night. It's good seeing you. Everybody, thank you for joining in. And uh, we'll have a beautiful night. I'm going to try and get some people on this call with us next week. I have to make some calls.